What's good, everyone? Welcome to the Just the West podcast. I'm your host, Just the West, and I got my uh, my co-host, T-Up, on the line. T-Up, are you right there? Hey, what's good, Justin? We It's time. It's time. <laughs> it's time. What do you think about the new uh, intro, though? I uh, Per your suggestion, I wanted to kind of freshen it up going into the 2020 season. Yeah, man, definitely. Uh, it brings a little, a little. Not that your podcast didn't have it before, but it brings a little swag to it. I think, uh, I think your listeners will come to love it. But we'll see. I'll go ahead and um, I'll, I'll, I'll mess with it. It's a little bit of uh, Meagles inspired. If y'all uh, have heard the tune, it's it's a pretty popular tune, right? Yeah. Well, maybe the listeners, you know, if they want to drop a comment in the comment section. Let us know what you think about it. You know, we'll definitely uh, we'll read those comments. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And so, hey, to my uh, loyal fans, listeners, or uh, hi, mom. It is, uh, yeah, it's August sixth right now, two thousand nineteen, and I I apologize, guys. It's it's been a while since we last did a pod. Uh, last time I partnered up with my boy Mason uh, to finish up, you know, state of the, and we finished up state of the Rams and gave our assessment of the team going into training camp. Uh, but fast forward now, shoot, I mean. We're in training camp right now. The Niners, the Rams, Seahawks, Cardinals, everyone is doing their grind. And I can't believe it. We are, shoot, I think, what, at least, what, about a month away? I think, what, the, the season starts on Thursday, September 5th or something like that. Um, but we're about a month away. And this Thursday, actually, is the first preseason football game. And the first slew of preseason games starts this Saturday as well. So we're going to see football real quick. It's going to be, I mean, it's preseason football, but it's going to be football nonetheless, you know? No doubt. I'm excited. Um, first preseason game this Saturday. Yeah. I believe uh, all the NFC West teams play on, play this weekend, right? Yeah, yeah, this weekend. I think the Niners are playing the Cowboys. And actually, uh, to add that, uh, I'm actually going to be at that game. I'm going to, I guess I'm uh some tickets to, to check out the Niners for preseason week one. And uh, Seahawks, Rams, Cardinals, yeah, they're all slated to go. I think everyone is is playing this week. We're going to see some good old preseason football. And, and mind you, Great. yeah, I mean, if you're a season ticket holder, it doesn't really, well, it sucks, but you still have to pay, pay the same price as a regular season game, which is uh, why I got these tickets, because one of my buddies, he's a season ticket holder, and uh He's going to Vegas this weekend, and he just gave me his tickets. And I'm like, did you pay full price for this game? He's like, yeah, man, even though you're a season ticket holder, it's not like you get a discount. He had to pay full price for a uh, preseason game. Wow, that's a, that's a little bit of a bummer. But, hey, man, you get to see the very first uh, game that the Niners suit up in the, in the red and gold. So that's pretty dope. You know, let's go ahead and get right into it because – you know, the offseason, I mean, technically it's still the offseason, but, you know, the draft, the free agent signings, they're all pretty much done. So we have the 90-man roster. We're going to hone it down to the 53 going into the kickoff of the official season. But um, let's talk about training camp. Let's let's go ahead and go into the Niners. I mean, I know that you're in L.A. You got a good insight about the Rams and whatnot. But since I'm going to go ahead and watch the Niners game on Saturday, uh, have you been keeping kind of a wary eye on Nick Bosa, Jimmy Garoppolo, some of the uh, some of the things that are going over there in training camp. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I've been following um, podcasts, some articles, and then also social media. So you know, out of Santa Clara, everything was pretty good. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo, he's cleared. 
Derek McKinnon actually just got cleared today. Did he? Okay. Cool. Um, our, our defense looks pretty, uh, you know, the stars coming out, our defensive line is looking uh, pretty stout. And let me ask you this, too. I mean, I am so happy. I am so happy that... You know, unlike his brother Joey Bosa, that uh, all of the rookies, including Nick Bosa, they signed their contracts, their rookie contracts, right before training camp. Uh, you got him, you got Debo Samuel, you got Jalen Hurd. Uh, actually, there's been a, a quite a bit of notable noise between those three players in particular. Uh, they've been getting a, a ton of reps, especially with the ones and the twos. Um, but, I mean, what's your overall impression going into this season? It just feels like it's a little bit more... I feel that last season there was a lot of hype going into it because obviously because of Jimmy Garoppolo, and fast forward the injury happened to Jimmy, four uh, and twelve record, and so it feels like I, I guess I feels like the league kind of forgot about the Niners in that sense because there's not as much hype, but it feels like this team right now it's really kind of coming together now in, in year three of the roster. Yeah, I mean every like you just said it just feels like it's coming together, you know, and um. I'm just hoping it sounds like all the rookies are having good training camps. Uh, other than Jalen Hurd, obviously getting into that little flob with Dante Johnson, but you know that's a that's a little feisty feistiness that we want to see in the young guys. Right, right, right. And I think the biggest thing, at least on my end, um, and give me your thoughts on this. So right now, everyone knows that George Kittle down the middle is going to be that number one receiving guy for, for Jimmy Garoppolo. Everyone knows that. He had 1,300 yards last year. Uh, balled out. He's going to be a tight end number one in fantasy this year. But it remains a pretty big question mark, depending on how you look at it. At the wide receiver position, you have Dante Pettis, Marquise Goodwin, Trent Taylor, Jordan Matthews. you got the rookies, Debo Samuel, Jalen Hurd. I mean, you got a pretty crowded group at depth uh, where you can make a case that it's going to be hard to finalize what your six seven wide receivers on the roster but i mean they're not necessarily proven um what say you about the wide receiver positions so far in camp yeah i mean it's pretty crowded i think uh george kittle is clear clearly the number one receiver um but as far as like the wide receivers you know Matt Mayoko, he did say that um Taylor, he's having a pretty strong training camp. Um, Dante Pettis is having a pretty strong training camp. K- KB, Kendrick Bourne, he's having pretty, you know, he's having a pretty good training camp too. So I don't know. It's gonna be. We're gonna see what happens during the off season. Or, I'm sorry, during the preseason to see what uh, Shanahan wants to do with the this core. I guess it's a good problem to have. Yeah, I mean. And by the way, uh, fans of Just the West, we have a little side bet uh, between me and T Up. Uh, I think that Matthews, Jordan Matthews, he, he's my boy from the Philly days. Uh, I think that he's going to stick on the roster. Tom thinks otherwise. He thinks that Kendrick Bourne is going to stick on the roster. And so maybe both of them stay, but our, our bet is who stays on this uh, on this 53 man. And so uh, I'm with Team Matthews and he's with Team Bourne, right? Right, Tom? Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> well, like you said, you already know what this means. Yeah, they're they're probably both gonna get cut. <laughs> yeah, go figure. So, but I mean, just the weird thing about this position per se is, I mean, we say that it's a crowded, competitive, uh, wide receiver position, but at the same time, I mean, none of these guys, I mean, outside of Jordan Matthews, none of these guys have really done it, right? Yeah, I mean, it's 
Mm-hmm. I mean, Goodwin, exactly. Goodwin and, you could say he's done it, but he's never really stayed healthy either. Yeah, and and I think also Shanahan, he's looking for, for the guys that fit his team, but the players that he's trying to learn, his final offense. And, you know, all the, I would say all the sightings that he made kind of built in a certain piece of the puzzle, but at the same time, unfortunately, there's only 53 spots on the roster, so they're going to have to make some, uh, you know, they're going to have to work with that you know it's interesting though because whether it's Kittle or the receivers they're all you know they're all slot gods and what I say about slot gods is you know they're they're smaller slot like receivers that that run really good routes um yards after the catch but you don't really have any overtowering receiving options mind you with George Kittle obviously but then uh what you got Jordan Matthews you have Kendrick Bourne but everyone else they're pretty uh they're pretty short, shifty type of receivers, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, I don't know. And Debo Samuel, I don't know. Like, I've been watching videos and looking at his track. He's actually, he's pretty big. Like, he, he moves like, uh, you know, shifty. He's not, well, he's, I don't say he's like big, but no, he's thick. He's like, um, he's kind of like a running back, honestly. He's like, he's got that thick frame, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I know what you mean. Um, I mean, even I saw some of his highlights. He really boxed out his uh, his defenders. I mean, obviously really good after the catch as well. Uh, yeah, I mean, just a couple things to note. They don't really... I, I see a lot of Niner fans were kind of scratching their head when they drafted Debo Samuel because, like I said before, he's kind of a slot receiver mold. But, you know, prove me wrong, right? Yeah. Yeah. Jalen Hurd, too, or, you know... They, they, they drafted him in the mid-round, so what are they going to do with him? That's another piece. Yeah, I mean, they're going to have to keep him, obviously, because they spent a third-round pick on him, but I don't know. I've been hearing that he's been messing around a little bit at tight end as well during training camp. Uh, I saw a couple of plays where, you know, they put him on, on an end-around play, uh, did a little quick toss to him like a running back. That worked out to, in, in training camp, but it seems like they have a couple things. Uh, mind you, they, they might put him in a couple of... Uh, Gadget plays, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. And Rich James, can't forget about him. He had a breakout season last year for the end of the season with his, uh, his punt return and his kick return. Manners haven't seen a kick return in, in I can't even remember, Ted Ginday's cost, probably. No, that's probably right. Yeah, I, I can't think otherwise, you know. <laughs> so, geez, yeah, definitely crowded back to, or I'm sorry, uh, wide receivers. Okay. Uh, conversely, so they're doing pretty well at the receiver, but conversely, what I'm kind of concerned about is, and I'm sure you know, uh, the secondary. I know your boy Jimmy Ward is hes coming back from another injury. He should be ready to go come kickoff time, but, you know, the secondary outside of Sherman has been kind of, uh, I won't say questionable, but I just, I don't know. I'm not really impressed thus far with what you're taking that. Yeah, I mean, Jason Brett, I know he's been, uh, you know, he's been cleared. He's been practicing. Haven't had any by him, but, uh, you know, I guess he's going to be competing for, for that starting job opposite of Sherm. Akilo, I guess, you know, he's going to be in the mix, too. They brought back Dante Johnson from the Jets. Yeah. I don't okay. yeah. yeah, that, I know. That seems like a really, that's a bit of a reach if you ask me. But, you know, it wouldn't hurt for him to compete. You know, there's nothing guaranteed for him. Right. I don't know. And then, uh, yeah, it's just... Safety spots as well. Safe, I mean, they're, they're, now they're trying to various more back at safety, his natural position in college. 
you have uh, Adrian Colbert. I heard he's been kind of iffy on the coverage. You know, a hard hitter, but his coverage remains to be seen. Um, you know, Marcel Harris, I heard that he's competing with Tukwiski Tart, but um, kind of remains where he's a heavy hitter, but not necessarily the best in coverage. It seems like it's, a, you know, an upcoming group, but, you know, the biggest criticism about this offseason was, you know, they, they passed on Earl Thomas, they passed on uh, putting any draft capital at, at, at the safety spot, and so they're really, I don't know, they, they really like Jimmy Ward, they really like Jaquiski Tart, they really want them to take it to the next level. I mean, do you feel like you're on, you're on the same page with them, or uh, I, I don't know? Yeah, I really don't understand John Lynch's obsession with Jimmy Ward because I, I believe, in my opinion, within the last two years or so, there's been many opportunities for him to, you know, from releasing him would have been permissible. But now that he's neck deep into this and he's still praising him, and I do see it. He has massages, but man. Uh, the Indians just kill it for him. I mean, it's crazy. It seems like he's going to die on that hill, whether it's Lynch or Robert Sala or Kyle Shanahan. I mean, someone's pushing for him, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, obvious. I, I guess so. Anyways, it, it's, it's hard for me to criticize Ward because he has yet to really play, but, you know, that, given his history, I, I'm a little iffy on it. Yep. Yeah. Let's go ahead and transition from the Niners. Oh, any any other final final thoughts about the Niners? Um, Jack McKinnon got clear today. I guess we're going to see how that's going to pan out in the backfield. Yeah. I think it's pretty much. I don't think there's going to be a clear cut number one. You know, it's going to be kind of another Atlanta situation. How uh, Devonta Freeman and Ted Coleman shared the touches. Yeah. Based on the situation, so I'm not really too worried how that shakes out. I think it's pretty obvious. And I think they're going to keep all the backs. Right. Mostert's going to be playing primarily special teams. That gunner position. Possibly, uh, yeah. Yeah, goal line situation. But, uh, yeah, Ken Colvin, I'm stoked for him, man. I can't, even, can't wait to see what he does. Yeah, I mean, former Shanahan disciple with Atlanta. I get it, man. Uh, I'd keep an eye out for him in fantasy. Though I will say it's going to be kind of, if you're going to be a fantasy owner, it's going to be a little bit frustrating in that Shanahan mold, whether you have... Coleman, you have McKinnon, you could make a case for Brita. I mean, there's a lot of running backs that they can plug into the system, right? Uh, a lot of weapons, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. So let's go ahead and transition to, to the next thing that's kind of interesting, too, which is uh, it's been buzzing for me, actually. It's been in Arizona. Uh, well, first and foremost, those Arizona Cardinals. You remember uh, a former friend of the NFC West, Michael Crabtree? Oh, oh. Do I remember him? I mean, as an NFL, you know, yeah, he's been through up and down with that guy. We'll always have a special place in your heart to, to some capacity, but former Niner, then he went to the Raiders, did pretty well with the Raiders, and then he got cut, and then he went to, I believe, the Baltimore Ravens, did okay, got released this past offseason, and then he just got picked up by the Cardinals, which is interesting because, I mean, Michael Crabtree, he's going to face off against... Uh, I mean, this is kind of like a, the Twilight Zone, but I mean, so you have Cardinal Michael Crabtree going against Niner Richard Sherman twice a year, and then you also have L.A. Rams Akeem Talib, who was formerly with the Broncos, scoring off against Crabtree twice a year when Crabtree was with the Raiders, right? Crazy how that works out. Who would have thought? I don't. I don't even know. So let's. Um, 
I don't have high expectations for Crabtree, but it's, you know, a good savvy veteran signing. I mean, I guess the thing that comes to mind for me is, you know, Cliff Kingsbury. You know, you got this new, innovative, quote-unquote, spread offense with four receivers, uh, one running back and, and whatnot. Um, preseason, I'm going to be watching to see how successful this kind of works out. I mean, I know that I've been hearing pretty good things about Kyler Murray. David Johnson seems to be back in the mix in the offense. Larry Fitz is still there. I've been hearing great things about Christian Kirk. Um, I don't know. What, what, what say you? Are you optimistic about this offense, or you're like, eh, I, I don't know, man. Uh, I, I think the offense is very Kyler Murray, I'm actually excited to see him and see what uh, he's capable of. And I think Kingsbury, I don't know what is he going to be. Is he going to play the spread offense or is he going to more pro style? Um, it doesn't make sense if he goes for pro style because I think you know, Kyler Murray, that's not his strength. Right. Kyler Murray, his strength is playing the shot to four, four wide receivers. Exactly. Bringing the stupid spell. Um, I'm, I'm, it's, it's exciting. It's exciting for a Cardinals fan. You know, you got brand new quarterback. You got, uh, you know, you got new toys to play with. A new, brand new coach, brand new scheme. Just a little, it's like a breath of fresh air over there. Yeah. I mean, no pressure. My, my only question mark, though, is the mm. defense. Well, the defense, they were a 4-3 last year because, you know, former Panthers... Um, the former Panthers scheme, or whatever they fired the coach. They got obviously they got Kingsbury now, so they're back at a three four. Chandler Jones, he goes back as a three four linebacker, pass rusher. Um, they have Jordan Hicks. They got a couple, you know, Hassan Riddick. They have a couple nice pieces in the front seven. I'm more so concerned about their secondary, which is has always been kind of a question mark. You know, obviously they don't have Tyron Matthew anymore, but. As I'm sure you're aware, Patrick Peterson, he's suspended, what, the first four, six games of the season due to uh, substance abuse or whatever. So they're going to be without their best cornerback. Uh, and then, yeah, not much else in the secondary. That's kind of problematic, right? From there, the linebackers, too. Yeah, I mean, they're they're okay, right? Um, yeah, no, I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I haven't really heard... There's, there's, there's still a... Yeah. They're a work in progress, but they've definitely made a step in the right direction. Yeah. They just passed draft. I mean, if you're no doubt. if you're the if you're Steve Kime, if you're the general manager right now, and let's just say they they bomb week one, like their offense just gets shitted on, like it just totally fails. I mean, are are you worried? Is it too early to to panic, or are you are you gonna kind of just set the course and just see? How no, not at all. I think this is. Uh, this is going to be a learning year with uh, the new coach, the quarterback, and the whole new... I think they want to establish that winning culture again in Arizona, and I think they're starting this year. It's going to take time, but, you know, they they, they have young people in place that they can work with Yeah, that's to develop that culture. I do like their picks, though, man. At least offensively, you know, David Johnson, you know, he's a stud. Christian Kirk, he he started, you know, he had a very promising rookie season. Obviously, he went on IR to end the season, but it seems like he's on the right track with Larry Fitz still in that veteran, you know, mentor mold. And then, uh, you know, your boy, uh, was it uh, Hakeem Nix? Uh, not, not Hakeem Nix. Yeah, you know, you know that big receiver out of the draft? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it was him, Keem Nix. So he got drafted. Um, they have, uh, oh, they, they had that one slot guy. Um, and Andy, um, you, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, yeah. 
yeah, they have that other slot guy. Uh, I, I got to check it check it later, but they have some promising pieces at the very least, you know. The the I'm not like the, the draft. They drafted Aka's heavy, and I like it. Oh, they have Isabella. Yeah, the slot guy Isabella. Yeah, they have. Yeah, it, it looks good on paper. Hakeem Butler. It wasn't Knicks. Hakeem Butler. Hakeem Butler, definitely. Andy Isabella, Christian Kirk, Larry Fitzgerald. I mean. I get uh, it. Yeah, I mean, that's a solid young core right there. I get it. It's just a matter like a of... a good mentor. Yeah. Uh, Murray's going to be running for his life because I don't know about the offensive line. Dot, dot, dot. But mm-hmm. if you can release it quick, I mean, we'll see, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. Let's, let's take it back to... Well, any other any other thoughts with the Cardinals? Or are you about good? Uh, no, I think we're good. Okay. Well, what about what's going on in uh, Los Angeles? What's been good with you? What have you oh, been yeah. hearing from, from the Rams? In, in La La Land. Yeah, so, I mean, their training camp is at my uh, alma mater, which is UC Irvine. They they practice over there in the OC area in Irvine. Uh, have you gone to the training camp over there? Have you had a couple buddies? What have you been hearing? Yeah, um, well, I went last year. I didn't, I didn't go this year. Um, but, yeah, they're still over at UCI. I think this is the last year before the stadium finished. But... You know, I think they're 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 forced to uh, make another run at it this year. They got Jared Goff on that uh, on the last year of his rookie contract. Uh, Todd Gurley supposedly healthy, but I have a lot of questions regarding his knee. Yeah. Um, they picked up Eric Weddle. They had they picked up Clay Matthews, so they got some veteran veteran presence. They still got Marcus Peters and Akeem Talib. Um. But seven, you know, Aaron Donald is the, the, the number one rated player in the NFL, supposedly. He did make number one out of the NFL Top 100. That's a good point. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I mean, on paper, they're, they're supposed to make another run this year. And this, this might be the year. I think that this year is going to be a little bit more foretelling about their depth because, you know, obviously they, they signed a lot of heavier contracts in years past. And so this past draft, I mean, they drafted like, what, 10, 10 rookies this year? I mean, a lot for the depth purposes because it's tough to maintain this team. So, I mean, they're going to have a new defensive tackle. I think um, Gregson out of Washington, he's supposed to be the new defensive tackle to go alongside Aaron Donald to replace the Dom Kung Um Oboe, last year's uh, pass rusher, fifth-round pick. He went on IR last year. There's a lot of hopes that he can piece it up together uh, to pair up with Clay Matthews. And obviously, you have Dante Fowler promising. And then, uh, I think more importantly, I mean, the interior of their offensive line. Obviously, you saw what happened in the Super Bowl. But, you know, they don't have Sullivan anymore at the center. They, they let him go. Uh, they let uh, Roger Saffold another guard go and that's two very well-respected veterans on the interior line and so i think you're gonna have what i think joe jeff bloom you got a couple of you got a couple of second year players that they drafted last year um that could step up into the starter role but kind of remains to be seen and that's why i've been kind of intrigued about their training camp it's not as uh, exciting as the wide receiver position, uh, like the Niners, but you know you have offensive line, you have their linebackers. I mean, that's kind of like their concern right now in the training camp, in, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, yeah, you just hit you damn. You just went through the whole damn roster. <laughs> well, my bad. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah. I mean, the thing is, is like now there's now there's film on that offense. You know, that I don't know. We'll we'll see. You know, you, you know how I remember when the RPO and the Wildcats got first introduced, and then teams were just they were just flexing with those type of systems. And now that there's still monster in defenses, they have adjusted. Now it's like there's kind of been a course correction. Yeah, I said that on State of the Rams on my last pod with Mason. It's one of those, you know, for the encore with the full off season of seeing how the Patriots beat you. What are teams going to do to, you know, is the secret out for for these guys, or does McVay have anything else in store? Yeah. Yeah. The best thing about McVeigh is very uh, he's very innovative and he's very sneaky. Um, I'm sure he worked up a brand new playbook, um, but maybe you know the play devil's advocate. Maybe some of the players like Jared Goff have certain tendencies that defenses have defenses have picked up on and might exploit him this season. I don't know. Yeah, it should be a very foretelling season for Goff just because he had such a. I mean, to be honest, I mean. The Rams got out coached in the Super Bowl. Golf was mm-hmm. what, deer in headlights, if that's the right term. So how this staff, how this team, how this quarterback does to respond to such adversity, such a, I mean, a, a disappointing finish to, to end off a solid season, mind you. Yeah. Uh, that should be really no, interesting. I mean, don't get me wrong. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Say it again. Yeah. Don't, get me wrong. Don't, don't get me wrong. Like, uh, you know, the Rams are definitely going to be Super Bowl contenders this year. There's no doubt about it, you know. But it's just, uh, I think it's, I think it's just the, the veteran savviness and the experience is what prevails in those type of situations. Right. Okay. Okay. Any other thoughts for the Rams? I mean, right in your neck of the woods. Uh, no, not really. Um, unfortunately, their preseason, their preseason is going to be kind of boring because they really don't have any exciting rookies or. And McVeigh is known for not playing, rarely playing his daughter during the preseason game. So that's true. You know, unfortunately, you know, it's not going to be fun to watch. But um, yeah, definitely Super Bowl contenders. Put them up there. All right. Last but not least, your favorite team in the NFC West, uh, those Seattle Seahawks, right? Uh, shout out to okay. shout out to my boy K Mo. He's also a co-host on this pod. He actually. She's like, what did you do this summer? He's like, yeah, I moved to Seattle with my daughter and my family. So he's actually living in Seattle in the next couple of years. Camo, hope all is well in Seattle. Uh, it would be pretty dope, actually, to go to like a Seattle Niners game at Seattle. That would be pretty dope. Um, but anyways, I mean, Seattle, I've heard... I haven't heard too much from Seattle, Lynn. I know that Bobby Wagner just got paid as the number one middle backer in the league. I think he's making what annually like what 18 mil now or something like that. Something pr- pretty significant. Um, Russell Wilson's doing Russell Wilson things. I don't know. I haven't heard too much. Have you tee up? Uh, no, not really. I mean, I think the most exciting thing that they had obviously is the uh, DK Metcalf, the physical beast species that came out of the draft. So that's like their, that's Russell Williams, uh, Russell Williams, Russell Wilson's new one. I think Seattle Twitter, they've been like no H. That sounded a little homo, but yeah, no. Every time he does something, like anything, it seems like 
DK Metcalf gets like tons and tons of praise from mm-hmm. from the Seattle. Like they, they're try- I won't say they're trying to justify the pick or it's the seal the draft, but I mean, I've been seeing a lot of good things from DK Metcalf. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one right though that uh, you know his his scouting report is he doesn't run his route his route are not crisp. No, he's like the uh, anti-Shanahan, it seems like, you know? Yeah, and DK might have, you know, his scouting report is he doesn't run his routes, Chris. They're a little bit rounded on the corner. His head fakes are not quick. Um, Yada, yada, yada. But I guess that's kind of expected of someone of his size being so, so large. But... Um, I think he's going to be fine. He has that pop and speed. What do you think? I think that he's interesting for fantasy, especially if you're going to be, I, don't, I won't say shooting or hunting, but scavenging for touchdowns because, I mean, everyone else on that roster, they're pretty they're pretty small, shifty. You know, you have Tyler Laquette and Doug Baldwin. Obviously, he's uh, out of the game right now, and so... Russell Wilson, he likes to throw deep, and he's actually one of the highest-rated quarterbacks in the league when it comes to the deep ball. So I don't know if you're necessarily going to see Metcalf, um, you know, regularly on the first-team offense, but for red zone packages, for red zone stuff, yeah, no, I I think it's going to be really interesting to see if they just lob it up and let him do, like, DK Metcalf things, Randy Moss type sort of things his rookie season, you know? Yeah, oh, yeah, I think he's going to be fine. Yeah, so... Especially, you know, Russell Wilson, he knows what he's doing, and then Pete Carroll, they're going to draw him up into good opportunities. Yeah. As much as, as much as I don't want to see it, but in the fact... Right, right, right. And then I think another thing to kind of look out for on the offense is, you know, Chris Carson, he, he was a seventh-round pick a couple of years ago. But they drafted, you know, they invested a first-round pick out of Rashad Penny out of San Diego State. And people thought it was going to be like a 50-50 split. But Chris Carson really, I mean, he really took the whole bell cow position. I mean, the Seattle Seahawks run number one in the league. They run the ball like they're one of the few teams that still do 60-65% run to uh, pass ratio. Uh, do you think that Chris Carson is still going to do his thing? Or do you, you know, from a fantasy football perspective... Are we going to see more of Rashad Penny in his sophomore season? Uh, really don't know. Uh, I'm not sure if they made any improvements because I know they won that tough season. Uh, but I think Rashad Penny he did, he did pretty decent last year, and then Carson as well. Okay, okay. I'll flip it yeah. on the. I'll flip but it on. I mean, you're always going to have the threat of Russell Wilson. He's going to use flex too, so. Um, you know, they had almost like a three, three-headed snake back there. Yeah, yeah. Okay, conversely, another thing that kind of just top of mind, and I've been, you know, reading about training camp, and it seems like there's been a couple interesting players. Um, but this defense as a whole, they, I mean, they invested like, what, 12, 13 picks this, this year's, this, this past draft. They traded down, down, down. They kept on getting players, and I think it's because they're trying to find – some depth, some starters post Russell Wilson. They gave Russell Wilson like one of the largest contracts in NFL history. And so 
to build around uh, a quarterback that commands so much money, you got to really supplement that with draft picks on your defense. So whether it's Tedrick Thompson or I mean a couple of these players in the secondary, it seems like we're kind of waiting to see if someone else is going to emerge out of that secondary group. Yeah, that's true. And then, um, I, you know, their their secondary side now. Uh, Shaquille Griffin, oh. he's cool. You know, what I'm saying right. Earl's on uh, on Baltimore now. Yep. By the way, hearing like crazy reports out of Baltimore that he's doing his thing, like Earl Thomas things. It. Oh man. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so you have McDougal, and then by theory. I guess Tedrick Thompson, or you can, I mean, there's a couple other people in the mix, but that's another thing that I'm trying to keep notes uh, this preseason for the mm-hmm. Seahawks, you know? No doubt, no doubt. Definitely, um, that secondary is, they're young again, you know? And that's, that's kind of like the cycle of uh, sports where, you know, your vets, your vets, they hang on, they're peaking, they're peaking, and then, you know, then, then the new youth take over. You know, that's another thing that's kind of kind of worthy some about the Seahawks as well. Uh, you heard about their defensive tackle, right? One of their better defensive tackles. Is it the one that got arrested in the liquor store? No, no. Oh, who was that? It was a Seahawks guy that in the liquor store, and then like he got held at gunpoint by uh, by police officers on on video. I We'll Google it later. I'll tell you. Okay, all right. I'm thinking about someone else. I'm thinking more so Jerron Reed. Yeah, so anyways, Jerron Reed. Talk more about him, sorry. Yeah, all right. Jerron Reed, I won't say he's like Aaron Donald, but he's like pretty much their A1, one-gap pass rusher down the middle. He's like the DeForest Buckner of the Niners, the Aaron Donald of the Rams. But Jerron okay. Reed, like he's suspended for the first couple games of the season. Um yeah, not good. And then, yeah, their their first round rookie L.J. Collier, out of uh, TCU, uh, he's out for the time being. He uh, he had a knee injury, and what makes me kind of worried about that is they just traded Frank Clark. Like they need a pass rush. Like they need someone to rush to rush the passer right now. And uh, yeah, their first round rookie, he's out for now. Reed is out for the first what, what four, five games of the season. So that's another thing that I'd rather be concerned about for this defense, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I think you know once again, I was talking. It's just it's the cycle. Yeah. I and mean, they're just going through the motions right now. Yeah. So, okay. Any other thoughts about the Seahawks? Uh no. Uh, shout out to Kamo. We miss you, man. We miss you, Kamo. Uh, you know we'll, we'll come visit you. Uh, I think the Niners are in in Seattle for New Year's, so that would be a fun time to go. It's like Christmas time. I think they're like late December, right? Yeah, yeah. I think right before New Year's, bro. Oh, that'd be some shit. I don't know. Do you, do you want to spend your, your New Year's Eve in Seattle? Uh, wherever. Well, uh, we'll talk about it. There's a bar somewhere. Whatever. Yeah, that could work. That could work. So... All right, TF. Well, I appreciate your time. It is a Tuesday night heading into preseason week one. Did you sign up for any fantasy football leagues already? Have you done a draft or two? Uh, 
Sorry, say that again. Fantasy football. Have you started drafting any any teams lately? Have you got into that process, or is it still too early? No, no draft. I'm already in a couple leagues. I'm in uh, your league, and then uh, my, one of my other buddies' league. So probably start drafting for the preseason. Yeah, I think the season starts this year. What September fifth, September seventh, something along those lines. But I am not a big uh, enthused commissioner to schedule the drafts during preseason just because you know injuries happen all the time or holdouts oh, for that matter you know with Zeke, Zeke and all that or Le'Veon Bell so or not Le'Veon Bell now it's Melvin Gordon but it kind of gets you yeah. a little nervous to invest a, an early pick on these guys yep Christian McCaffrey number one pick number one Let's son go. he got uh it's McCaffrey I think it's what um we got Zeke and you got Kamara and you got Barkley. Those are like Evian. the top. Yeah. Uh, well, Barkley. those are like the top four that that stand out to me. However, you want to rank them, but uh, yeah. yeah, it's crazy, man. It's crazy. Don't forget about Nuke Nuke Hopkins. He's up there. Uh, I think Devontae Adams. He's right there too. He's like top ten. Um, yeah. It's it's an interesting uh, in terms of the rankings. At least what I've seen thus far, it's pretty interesting going into 2019. So. We'll I think we'll, we'll be all there in the past past winners of fantasy. We all know this. Yeah. How you work the waiver wire? <sighs> Championships are won on waivers. I'll tell you that. James Conner. James Conner. What's up, though? James Conner. Oh my God! Give me a break. Yeah. So waivers. You can thank Levy on for that one. Waivers, championships, baby. We out here. All right, TF. Well, <laughs> I appreciate your time to my loyal fans, listeners, or hi, mom. Once again. Uh, be sure to check out Just the West moving forward as we head into preseason. And make sure to check out my Twitter account at Just the West and the blog www.justthewest.com. Until next time, we out here, baby. We out. Yeah. Peace.